0: You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WCUG HD2 Northport. W265 CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over.
2: Alabama touchdown. Now I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that fullback, ducking those players out of out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you,
1: Martin. I can remember when we came to center and you playing fullback up there, and I saw you in the weight room and watch the watch the workout in the weight room. If you can pick up you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to take it and I will run it back take three types of
2: test.
3: Good morning, welcome to the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. It's a beautiful morning. We're live, local, and ready to get things going on your radio dial at Tide 100.9 and on the Martin Houston Radio Network. Check us out. Share us with family and friends. Tell them about the great things happening right here each morning from 6 to 7. It's the Sound of Alabama Sports, your show, your team, Or we always have the phone lines open and you're always part of the show and the program on the Alabama One Hotline at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama, Hot, Alabama One Hotline, and it is live, local, and ready to go. You can also join us on chat. Uh, on the various outlets. So let us hear from you this morning, your thoughts, your comments. We have some content ready for you that we want to get into. Maybe do a little true-false here, biggest questions remaining uh, with this team. What would you add? Uh, And, um, of course, we'll uh, kick off the second half with recruiting with at Hank South 247 Sports and Bam Online Recruiting Guru Hank South. Uh, so, with that said, reminding you that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, Ex. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Can't complain. Find out nobody care if you do. So you might as well make the most of the opportunity that we've been given today. All right. <clears throat> all right. Uh, yesterday, as we were going off the air, you were going to get to the what would you add uh, uh, conversation. Uh, so uh, I, I, I told you we picked that up today. So I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and start with that uh, conversation. If you were going to look at this year's Alabama team, um what would you add to this team? What do you think uh potential missing ingredient is to this team? Let's let's say let's let's say it this way. Let me see if, see if this this changes what you say. This Alabama team doesn't win a national championship if they don't add what? Ooh, um
4: That does change it a little bit
3: Yeah
4: (laughs) Um, I have to say This team Doesn't add consistency On the offensive side Uh, One of the things that Alabama Hasn't been able to do Really through two games Is run the ball With a consistency Uh, So I think that has to improve And I think that has to deal with play calling and it with the with the inconsistency in the play calling you're talking about uh what was, 17 carries between alabama's top three running backs against texas you, you're not going to run the ball successful at all that way and that's just a that drop from the utah state game and i understand still early but there has to be consistency in running the ball and there has to be a consistency in trying to stretch the field. And we haven't done that at all yet. All right.
3: Well, Joe, uh, Joe, you have anything on that?
5: <laughs> well, I think Xavier got a, got, got a, is on a real good track right there. I mean, you only go 17 carries. You, you, you got to be running the ball at least 20, 25 times you know, from your running backs, especially when we've talked about all year long. Are all summer long, how special and how deep and this running back room is. Now, a lot of that I think to, is to do with the offensive line. It being, uh, it, it seems, it seems like they've just still been experimenting on the offensive line. They've got to find, they got to find what the five is, and they got to stick with it. And the five have to you have to. Uh, have to gel together quickly. I'm not sure that Darren Dalcourt is in that five. I'm not sure that Kendall Randolph is in that five. Uh but but so 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 I think that uh you you're looking you, you got to find out who that five is as as soon as possible.
3: Okay, so both of you <clears throat> hitting on one of my true faults today was all we talked about all summer was you know Uh, how improved this offensive line is. And so, kind of taking both questions, uh, if you're just not joining us this morning, we're asking a question. uh, This Alabama team doesn't win a national championship if they don't add what? And uh, that is consistency uh, in several things, but in the running game uh, was what we kind of came down on. But is is this offensive line better i guess is where you need to start because as you said we ran about 17 times okay so is that a result of poor offensive line play or inconsistent play calling um or you know philosophy so um but 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 I guess the first thing is true false. Is this offensive line better than last year from what you've seen through two games?
4: I think the offensive line could potentially be better. It might be better. But the difference is Alabama has had a a a run from the time Nick Saban has gotten here, minus that first year. From 2008 to 2021, Alabama had a big, physical, powerful running back in some form. If it was Glenn Coffey, Ingram, the list goes on till you get all the way to Najee and B-Rob the last two years. We don't have that. And so the ability to get short yardage, to get those hard yards, we don't necessarily have a guy for that yet. And I think that has played into it. We don't have that f- nasty, nasty offensive line anymore. And so when you don't have a back that can add to that with their f- power, their physicality, it affects the run game a lot more than it has in the past.
5: So
3: true false, is this offensive line better than last year's at this point?
4: I'm honestly gonna say yes. True. Joe, your thoughts?
5: Yeah, I'm gonna say true as well, but not by a whole whole lot. Uh you, you got better you got a little bit better pass protection so far. And I, 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 there are signs in the running game, but I don't think it's, it, as Xavier said in the very first answer. It's inconsistent. I think a lot of focus has been given to the fourth and fourth and inches, uh, fourth and one call, and the, and the execution. I think the call was was fine, but. Dalcourt and Dalcourt and Randolph get blown up in the backfield, and Roydell Williams trips over the backs of Dalcourt's legs and doesn't doesn't get as he's trying to make it make a cut. And so, uh, the execution of of the call was terrible. Uh, You know,
3: and and Joe, I'm going to disagree with you as a running back. Okay, and and I'm going to tell you why. Which way? Which which way was Roydell's first step?
5: Uh. it was to the left it was to the left
3: mistake right there you had a half inch you start the the running back backwards that that was number one number two is rodel jump cut instead of taking his moving his feet and when he jump cut he was in the air when he hit their foot that makes sense because you know that when you're when they know it's a half inch, they're coming, and it's hard to stop a guy. Uh, and so, what's name didn't necessarily get knocked backwards a lot as much as he stuck his foot back. But if you go straight ahead, or if he stays, if he keeps his feet on the ground, I don't know if you are he he was a half inch literally from taking it to the house. Yeah. If if Wardell makes that cut. Um, and like I said, I think, I think that, now, like I said, I think it started with the play call. I think if you go straight at that line, you get the half inch. And so I think we may be, um, and now where I do agree with you, I think we are blowing up, you know, the, 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 the play probably more than what the problem would be moving forward. But I just think you just, if you're going to be in the backfield four yards from the line of scrimmage on a half inch play, uh, you have to go at the line of scrimmage off the off the snap uh, because defensive linemen are trained in that moment. You just get low and torpedo and and blow up the play, and that's what they're going to do. Uh, and and so, not that I'm uh, saying that that Dalcourt couldn't, but most of the time you don't move move guys off the ball in that situation. You just stalemate them. And when he stick his leg back, that was problematic. But I also think if you hadn't had Roydell going to the left per se, or if Roydell had kept his feet on the ground instead of jump, he he literally jump cut. And yeah. when he jumped, he, that's what caused him, him to lose his footing, uh, and and came down. But he 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 almost. It was a half inch from being a, a long touchdown run, um, but. You you said something else, Joe, and this is what I want to ask you. You you said you think, you both guys said that you think it's better. Um, So let's start from right to left. Uh, Evan Neal, better. Cohen over Randolph, better. McLaughlin, in, in your opinion, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, you think McLaughlin is better than Dalcourt, right? Agreed. And, and I, I don't know that uh, something must have happened, um, and, and I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't. I don't think Dalcourt has played that bad, but I would say that's a wash for me. Um, and then Ecur same, and then uh, J C Latham. So does J- I, I would almost say that J C Latham. And Cohen makes a difference, right, if you're, if you're looking at this offensive line. So we'll talk about that on the other side. We'll get Curtis Lewis in the conversation. And I would ask you guys to think about this. How good was our offense the last three drives of that Texas game? And why? We'll talk about that on the other side. you listen to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.
0: Tied 100.9 traffic
6: from the towns and Nissan traffic center. No active wrecks. Things pretty quiet on the roadways. Just a bit of congestion on McFarland. This is over near the Walmart neighborhood market in Northport.
0: If you see other conditions, give me a call before September 30th and earn up to $10,000 in free home upgrades. Don't miss the meet the builder event today at America's home place next to Chick-fil-A in Northport. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays warm and dry today. A sunny sky, Tuscaloosa's high 88. Clear tonight, the low 64. And for tomorrow and Saturday, the sky will stay sunny both days. Very warm afternoons, highs between 87 and 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email is at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com
0: it's time for the martin houston show with the same hard-hitting no-nonsense approach in which he played the game martin will take you inside the locker room down on the field and across the goal line with his in-depth
3: analysis welcome back in to the Martin Houston show, I want to remind me to go check out Overflow Express Wash, OverflowExpresswash dot Two locations in Tuscaloosa and Northport to better serve you. And uh, they're a great part of the show and I appreciate you patronizing them and showing them some love and support. Joe, I always like to give people a, a chance to respond when I when I disagree and I didn't give you that chance. Uh, I'll let you come in if you wanted to comment or say anything in regards to uh, that fourth down because um, I, I, you and I disagree on 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 it all being da- on on about how Dalcourt and the other guys played that play.
5: Well, I mean, I, I think you bring up a great point, and your expertise is definitely uh, is, is is definitely something to, just, to take into consideration. Roydo Williams on the jump cut, you're you're, you're exactly right. Uh, I I just kind of feel like Dalcourt's and your point on him getting pushed uh, uh kind of anchoring back uh is pro- is probably a, a proper perspective I mean, maybe my uh inexperience says that it says that he should have just tanked and and and, <laughs> and tried to get that try, and tried to get that uh basically try to make a pile and, and take take him out there uh but but uh, I, I don't know i just i, I felt like I feel, I feel like he's obviously bigger than McLaughlin, but I don't know if he plays with the same technique and same pad level uh, and, and and same kind of nastiness uh, that Seth McLaughlin plays with. And and you know
3: what, Joe? I totally agree with you on that. You know why? I, that's why I'm confused about how we're calling the game. With this offensive line, I thought we would be maulers, okay? I mean, I literally thought you take Dalcourt, Ikior, and J.C. Latham – and I'm expecting downhill running plays, right? And maybe that's what we ran in the summer. That makes sense for Dalcourt Court to be the guy. But one thing we saw at Dalcourt Court was that he was, I mean, with McLaughlin, was he was better at communication, less guys ran free on loops and stunts and twists, right? And blitzes. We are running the ball from sideline to sideline in our running game, and we're getting pressure, how? With blitzes and loops. So, I'm, I, you know, it's funny. I I, I thought we were going to be more of a downhill running game, but we haven't been. So, now my question is now is, is Dow Court the best guy if we're going to call it the way we've seen it the first two games? And that's where I am 100% in agreement with, with both of you guys and – both of you guys—I uh, I mean, uh, but the, Xavier had hinted at the <laughs> Randolph experiment uh, being over. Uh, Curtis Lewis tweeted me the, uh, that in the game, maybe the uh, Randolph experiment is over. But I will say this: Cohen started the last three drives, if I'm not mistaken, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just go back and look at how we played. Let's bring in Curtis Lewis. You're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, sir?
1: Hey, hey, Martin, yeah, the, the randolph spirit is way, way over. That, that's a done deal, I think. But uh, I'll <laughs> just have to give it to Joe. Uh, Seth, Seth McLaughlin, I think is a much better center force than Dow Court. Even though I liked Dow Court when he first came in, that's before we got Seth up and going. But I have to go back to that SEC championship game when we were going up against Jordan Davis. Stealth held his own. I just don't think Dalcourt could have held his own. I think a lot of that got to do with Stealth's lower body and in terms of center of gravity. He just has more leverage at that center position than Dalcourt does. Dalcourt has a tendency to stand up as he hikes that ball. But I I'll I also say that I would have to believe that dynamic play calling is what we got to have if we're going to win a championship this year. We've got to have better dynamic play calling from the offensive side of the ball we got some things in the playbook that we saw with Kiffin. We saw with Sarkisian. not as much with Sarkeesian, but definitely with Kiffin. That jet sweet. Haven't seen it yet. That, um, and then the, the full screen, not just that bubble screen, but your full screen where you got the pulling guards, pulling tackles, going out there and setting up a wall for that guy to be able to take down the field. We haven't seen that yet. No, we definitely haven't seen the tunnel screen. We haven't seen a lot of things that we've had in our playbook, but we just don't seem to see it now. We just see a lot of vanilla, but no, no neopolitan. We just got a lot of vanilla right now. And it made me come to realize that, I don't know why I had this epiphany, but I did have this epiphany, that if I had to choose between having to keep one of our coordinators, so I'd only have to keep one, I'd get rid of the other one, I would <laughs> keep Pete going.
3: And then well, oh, wow. with, with and of out. <laughs> But O'Brien O'Brien has fallen not 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 to the bottom. He is off the sheet of paper. If 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 everybody didn't hear that, Curtis was just that he's gonna keep Pete Golding over O'Brien. That spells trouble for Alabama <laughs> if we don't see some changes. Uh <laughs> Bro, eggs, I'll let you respond to, to to what Curtis was saying about if Alabama doesn't. Uh, get more dynamic play calling, this team doesn't win a national championship.
4: Oh, I, I agree 100% with Curtis on that. When you look at, we're not stretching the field at all. We didn't take a single shot in the Texas game. We might have taken one or two in the Utah State game. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, we just don't have the guys to take all the top. You look at Prentice and you look at Burton, they have that in their game. Holden is more of a possession guy. He's a big-body guy that you can use him over the middle with Latou, and you can have a good, you know, bottom-top, uh, low-high uh, routes that you could run with that, and we just don't. And when you look at McLaughlin on the on. offensive line, on. I do think a, he's a lot and, better at communicating.
3: Hold on, Xavier. I think Kevin Lee was fashioning. I don't know if there's a single receiver other than Kevin Lee that played when we won the national championship. And if you go to that entire era of wide receivers that I played with, I don't know if any of them, other than Kevin Lee, is as fast as the slowest guy we have. That's why I, when I hear people say, well, we don't have a deep ball threat. There's a difference between having a deep ball threat and a guy who can just take the top completely off. Part of deep ball threat is your route tree. <laughs> You all understand that that, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying when I hear people say that, I'm like, what are they thinking? You you have guys that run 4 I don't care. If, they don't have to run a four uh, two. You literally can send a tight end deep if you run the route tree correctly. You can send a running back deep. Do you understand that we could have ran the real route the other day like they did? And, and and did anybody see how fast Robinson went past uh, Dallas Turner? Yeah. I mean, or, I mean, you could send him out. You could line him up if you if the receivers aren't fast enough. There's so many other things you do. I need to let Curtis have closing thoughts, and then we'll get to Todd.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's, it it's all has to do with the fact that you're just not running around. You've got guys who can go deep. And you don't have to have jet speed to do that. I mean, look at Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is the fastest receiver in the game. But you always saw him getting that deep ball. He just, he was right. just a sprout tree that he was running. I got him down there the way you scheme right. it up. I, I really yeah. think we need to see Christian Leary at some point in time um, in that slot. Because he gives us that jet sweep. He gives us that 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 burst of speed going across that middle because our big guys ain't going to go across that middle. Usually it's going to be somebody that's got some hops to them going across that middle. Uh, but that's all I have, fellas. I enjoyed the show.
3: Appreciate it. Thanks, Curtis. And Curtis brings up a good point, man. I mean, you know, and, and, and guys, hold on to this and we can get in the fourth quarter or maybe even have to get to tomorrow. Is Tyler Harrell the missing ingredient for this offense? That's something to think about. If that's why O'Brien isn't calling deep balls. Todd, you're on with the Martin Houston Show and Alabama Hotline with Martin and Xavier. What's on your mind, sir?
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I just wanted to, um, you know, we there's so much focus on, you know, this, this four or this this inches, you know, more than inches call. Um, I would like to go with a, a little bit deeper with the conversation and um, just ask you three guys comments. I mean, is this is this a product? of the game of football um, going soft. I mean, I, Martin, you've played at the highest levels, on, on in the highest, you know, the loudest stadiums and played on some tough, hard-nosed football teams. And, and I've coached football for 25 years, and, and over those 25 years, I've seen a, a lot less hitting, a lot of uh, rule changes in football. I mean, do you guys think that that's a possibility of the product of the football game going soft and then – the running back, you know, making that jump cut instead of sticking it in there the way we it. you know, I've seen a lot of offensive linemen leave high school and go go to D one schools, and and man, I'm gonna tell you what, they only went there because of their size, and they're just big old soft teddy bears, man, they wouldn't hurt a soul, and um, hmm. so I don't know, man, it's just to me, this is just my personal opinion, and I'm nobody, I just think I just think the, fo- the game of football has gone soft, man.
3: Hey, guys, I'll let you guys respond, and I'll close out and we'll get to George before break.
4: Todd, yeah, I agree with you that it's not as physical of a game from that standpoint anymore. If I was coaching today, I would try to find I, – I would have a team that would line up and run straight at people. For the simple fact, yeah. nobody else does it anymore. Like most, yeah. most games, especially you look at the high school level, it, it's shotgun going side to side – these offensive yeah. linemen don't get in three-point stance anymore. It's not as physical from that standpoint as it was even when I was playing 12, 13 years ago. So I, I do think it has softened up a little bit. Joe?
5: Uh, I mean, I I, I I, don't know if it's the game's not physical anymore. More so, the game has gone very analytical. And, you know, you've got the spread, the, sp- the spread. It's, it's easier to get after people. It's easier to get after defenses by spreading them out, uh, rather than lining all 11 guys right up in the box. Uh, so, I mean, I, I guess you can chalk that up to not being physical. Uh, but I think it's more so, uh, more so an analytics approach that, than Hey, let's just, you know, see who's tougher and and, and see who can get this inch, inch or so.
3: And I'll close it up with this Todd. is I think without a doubt, uh, the players now are physically more gifted, uh, more athletic as a whole. Uh, When we went back for our 25th anniversary, some of my teammates, I think, got mad. at me. I said, dang, I'm glad I came along when I did. Or I wouldn't even be able, you know, wouldn't even be on the chart to come to Alabama. But the mentality is we're an offensive-based team, and we're an offensive-based team based on the analytics where we can score more points. What I don't get is, and even Virgil Williams hinted to it, You could have put Oots in the backfield, put him in, we called it black or gray brown uh, was our formations where the fullback was slightly behind uh, between the guard and the tackle um, and have the guy run downhill. That doesn't have any, if you got to get an half inch, you, you, you don't go sideways to start the snap. Now, if you're going to run from the shotgun, you do the read option. Because let's think about this. If if that had been a read option, Bryce could have pulled that ball and moonwalked into the end zone. But you ran part of the read option in the sense that the, the running back came sideways, but then you gave it to him, and everybody crashed down. So to me, you, you have to go all in. or or not on a short yardage. And it's okay to be spread them out, you know, and and all of that. But you can still practice a downhill running play for goal line because even when we played, we, we were physical all the way down the field, and then we got more physical, Todd, when we got to short yardage and to goal line. So it's not that you can't do both. You can be the analytical spread them out but guess what you also can be physical with a downhill running game and we see it every once in a while why isn't Oosh, why wasn't us at fullback and latou and kisselman at the tight end position if you're going to run the ball up the middle you didn't spread them out anyway sorry Todd. thanks i got to get to george <laughs> All right, that's a great great question ty call back again George, in with the martin houston show with martin and david on the I'm on the hotline what's on your mind sir Hey Martin, just a couple
6: of quick comments. Well they may not be quick, but I'll make them. I'll try to make them quick. You're right, uh, on that play. If he would have run if, like Nick Saban said, a lot of the times we just didn't press the hole. And that's yeah. what happened there. When you when he jumped cut and went to the side, he took himself out of the play. And if you remember a couple of plays, everybody's on the for it, but a couple of plays before that, um, they showed on T V. He took that nose tackle and bent him backwards. And, I mean, and if you're playing defense, that's the one thing you do not want one of the offensive linemen to do is to bend you backwards, and that's what he did. Another thing about the offensive line, um, obviously, uh, when we went down over there and played, they took the fight to us and they had us on our heels. And if you're playing in the offensive line, your advantage is you know what the snap count is. And uh, like Will Anderson said, that was the loudest stadium he's ever been in. And I've been into the swamp and, you know, watched us play. And I thought that that was about the loudest stadium I've ever been in. But if you hey, can't the snap count. George, yes.
3: what's this. Actually, that is not an advantage many times to offenses anymore. They don't know the snap count. You know why? When I'm, what's the snap count?
6: Well, they don't, They do the clap now. You know for the. So silent how does it? Really how does up. an
3: offensive lineman? How does an offensive lineman know the snap count? The defense. When, right,
6: when it when it, when, it, when it is when you're in um uh, fast pitch, they don't know it. But what they do know, I, I I don't know how I don't know if that what their silent count is, but I do know sometimes they go on movement. And I think that's what you're
3: talking about. And you do lose an advantage. That's, that's, that, that, that's, that's my point. It. That's my point is, it, 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 watch this. You go back and look how many times we got into the last five seconds of the play clock. Oh, a
6: bunch.
3: But, 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 but who knew that? The offensive linemen were probably looking at their man or looking. They weren't looking up at the clock. Neither were the no, defensive linemen. But what the defensive linemen saw was Bryce beginning to get almost emphatic about stomping his feet and clapping his hands, which gave the and defense that, an appet- opportunity to get amped up because they're looking at that ball, and they watch, and when Dalcourt's hands tighten up to snap it, they were on Alabama. That, so, that's the
6: point that i make, We don't have that advantage. Correct. And I, you know <laughs> That yep. that's the point that I'm making, and and, and that ki- that you know that kills your offensive line. And plus, I also believe that we they brought the fight to us, and we we were on our heels till the fourth quarter. Yeah. And um, yep. taking the top off, uh, if you watch the way that they play defense, their defensive backs they were rerouting us. They were not letting us off the line, and that's the problem. That's and if you can't get off the line and you get rerouted, I don't care how fast you are. You can't right. you can't get downfield, and it also but messes up your timing. And so I, I, time, you know, I mean, uh, it's all George. about. Go ahead. Yeah, but that I, I have to get to my experience. next caller.
3: I'll, I'll let you finish, and then I'll comment really quick. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, when they, when you don't have the experience, and all our guys are are new. Most of them, and they haven't played that much, and when you don't have experience with them pressing you, uh, rerouting you, and jamming you at the line, you can't get, you know, you can't get downfield. But I think again, it took a couple of quarters for them to, you know, get dig their heels in because when they brought the fight to us, we were we were reeling until about the fourth quarter. So you know, we won. You know, everybody's crying the blues and. What they're thinking about is the way we end it or the way a finished product is towards the end of the season Versus the way it is the first year And we've always had time. We've always taken a couple of, court, a couple of games for our offensive line to gel. And that's my comments and thank you so much for taking my call
3: Thanks, George. And I'll, I'll close this out on George's comments. First of all uh, are, are we saying guys that Texas's DBs are that much better than Alabama's wide receivers? And that Texas's wide receivers are that much better than uh, uh, the, uh, I mean, uh, Texas wide receivers are that much better than our DBs because their wide receivers are getting off the ball. No, it's not about their talent, it's, it's about the play calling. All we had to do was run a fake bubble screen, and the guy who was coming out the block could have just went down the field because Texas was jumping all of the routes. And it's tough to get off the ball when a DB has walked up to you. And is in your face making you do it when your routes are short when you're trying to get to a slant when you're trying to get to an out when you're trying to get to something within the first 10 yards of the line of scrimmage it's hard because that guy didn't have to worry about it even if you beat him he knows you're still close but if you beat him and you go 40 yards you can run off and leave him that's one thing so uh, we'll, we'll continue the conversation, and hey, listen, we got Hank South coming up. Two four seven Sports, VAM Online Recruiting, that conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show.
0: This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update.
2: I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama wide receiver Tyler Harrell will not play in Saturday's game against Louisiana Monroe, according to head coach Nick Saban. Carroll has been dealing with a foot injury. Former Alabama cornerback Tony Brown has been signed to the Indianapolis Colts' 53-man roster. Alabama baseball has released its conference schedule for the 2023
0: season. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience they have the basic car wash that starts at seven dollars but you need to check out the premium wash packages which start as low as twelve dollars and go up to twenty dollars they also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at 23.99 going up to 39.99 in other words just double the regular premium package, drop a penny and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard. We post a job on ZipRecruiter, get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. Nick Saban calls it the process.
0: Sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Are you working?
5: What kind of work do you
4: do? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. what
1: is
0: it you want
4: to do when you grow up? Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. With Martin and Xavier. We have Hank South of 247 Sport. Bama Online joining us on the Alabama One Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Hank? Hey good guys, how are y'all? Doing good, doing good. Uh, so we got some big recruit getting ready to announce. Jordan Renard. Uh, he announces Monday. Uh yep. What's that looking like for Alabama? I see that I see that we're leaning as the favorite. Is that what you're going with?
7: Yeah, I I think that's the case. And was kind of just waiting on, uh, you know, seeing how his visit to Oklahoma went last weekend. Uh, He had his official visit um, set to Norman. That had been set for a while. Obviously, he's down to Alabama and Oklahoma, so very high on both schools. Uh, Wanted to see how that went. Kind of coming out of it, see if they, you know the lead behind the scenes or anything or from what we were hearing and you know from talking with sources um i still think bama's in good shape for him i I think they were in good shape entering the oklahoma visit and i think they they remained in good shape exiting the oklahoma visit so um he's announcing on monday september 19th um and, and i think bama's in good shape for him right now so we'll see you know obviously four more days of recruiting um we'll see if he pops up on campus anywhere and you know takes a surprise visit anywhere this weekend that's always um liable to happen so um but you know I, I think Bama is probably the team to beat in during the weekend um and so you know I, I think they have a pretty good shot to add a at a really talented defensive lineman on uh on Monday
4: and then we have four-star wide receiver Jalen Hale getting ready to come in next week as well How's yeah that, that one, with him
7: yeah not as clear cut, uh, I'm not saying Jordan Ross clear cut, but you know I, I think there's a little bit more uh, recruiting, you know, going on with uh, with Jalen Hale or recruiting to go. Um, you know, I, I think Bama's been in good shape for him. Um, you know, they, they had him on campus for his official visit for Utah State. Um, he visited for the Champions Cookout. He was on campus in March, so he's had three visits under his belt um, to Bama this year. But you know, Texas is pressing for him. You know, I don't think Texas really hurt their chances for him, having him on an official visit when uh, they lost to Bama this last weekend. Um, So, you know, they've impressed it for him hard. And then A&M will have him on campus this weekend for his official visit. And that was kind of a surprise ad. Not a surprise ad, but a late ad to his top group. You know, he put out his top three of Bama, um, Texas, and Georgia about a month or so ago. Um, But the last couple weeks, he he set this official visit to A&M. So um, kind of a top four now. And obviously, you know, Haynes King, the quarterback at A&M, played at Longview, which is his high school. Um, So, you know, we'll we'll see another one, kind of like Jordan not. You know, let's see how this visit goes this weekend, kind of let him get home and and talk everything over with his family. But I I think Bama has, you know, if I was making a pick, I I think I'd pick Bama um, for him right now um, ahead of next Wednesday when he announces. So, um, you know, I I think he's certainly in the mix i um, not saying it's a lock or anything, but I think Bama has as good of a shot as any of those other um, three schools for, for Jalen Hale.
4: Okay. And with this weekend, another home game for Bama. Any guys coming in for visits this weekend?
7: Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, you know with, with ULM, it'll be probably not your star shotted list. Um, I think you can expect a handful of commitments, um, you know, probably more than a handful of guys getting back on campus. You know, we'll see if um, uh, Caleb Downs, maybe Justice Haynes, get over for their first game this year. Um, so, you know, that, that'll that be the big storyline is commitments. I think you'll see underclassmen visit a lot of 2024, 2025 kids. Um, haven't heard of any official visitors yet. Um, I think that's going to be saved more towards, uh, you know, next weekend and then uh, obviously Texas A&M weekend and, and beyond. So um, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. There's some basketball guys. There's a basketball official visitor, but obviously that's not football. Um, so no huge names yet. But again, it's Thursday. Kids usually today through uh, tomorrow is usually the day kids start finalizing the plans. Especially when you have a late afternoon uh, kickoff, um, that kind of gives kids an opportunity more to you know get out to um, get out to schools for visits later in the day, um, as opposed to you know 11 a.m.
3: We're speaking with Hank South, two four seven Sports, Bama Online at recruiting. Uh, Hank, uh, when when you look at uh, kind of the college world or what's happening out there, I know what we're saying as fans and and all this. Uh, uh, are are any of the recruits talking about uh, or made any buzz coming out of this Alabama versus Texas game? Yeah, you know I. I, 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 You know, we checked in
7: with a lot of the targets and commits, you know. Everyone, obviously, was saying, I yeah, thought it would be a, a bigger blowout or I thought Bama was going to win big. Uh, Texas played great. You know, I, I think Bama helped themselves by, you know, getting the win. And I think Texas helped themselves by keeping up with Bama. So, you know, I, I really don't think either school hurt themselves that bad. I, I think, uh, like I was saying with Jalen Hale, you know, I think recruits in attendance, recruits that were watching of Texas's targets, I think, you know, they only saw things to be excited about Texas about um so it's kind of a weird situation you know one point loss um you know I, I don't think they hurt themselves too bad with kids that's why i was kind of you know wondering you know what was going to happen with jalen hale was that going to be a performance that you know he saw Bama win and that that helped or he, he saw some receivers drop balls did that help <laughs> you know you yeah. look at it from uh several different different ways um so um but no you know i i, I think kids are excited about both schools. I I think kids are excited about the move for Texas to the sec. I think the home crowd, you know, showed out and and showed them what to be excited for. And, you know, I think kids are always going to be excited about Bama because, you know, it's interesting right now with Bama, a lot of the kids we talked to, you know, when I first started this job, I think what, 2015, you know, a lot of the the kids then were, you know, they grew up in the era of like USC being really good, Oregon being really good. Uh, Obviously Bama was starting to pick up, um, in the, in the mid two thousands, but, uh, um now the young kids now like they've grown up watching just Bama be dominant so that Bama is all they've ever really known so i think that's also kind of starting to to kick in a little bit more with uh with this with this generation of recruits so um you know i don't i don't
3: think either school was hurt too bad um it only helped you know this past weekend hey listen you never know what's gonna make uh people choose a school hank uh my first time seeing Alabama play live, they actually played in Birmingham, and they got manhandled by Florida. And I said, I think I want to go play at Alabama, and, and I and I well, can't tell you why because they had four fullbacks at the time I came to visit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was just it was just kind of a one of those things was just culture, everything, and it wasn't even in Tuscaloosa. Uh, yeah. So that's when I started because I've been recruited by Auburn for several years, and that's when I started leaning toward Bama, but I never said anything uh, publicly. So you're right. You never know what's going to happen with these guys. Once again, if you're just now joining us, speaking at Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. Hank, I got one more question for you. Uh, Bama has a, a, a really dominant class, uh, and it seems like Nick Saban isn't slowing down. Uh, and, and like he may take advantage of this, what, 30 plus you can sign this year. But I guess my question is what do you see or hearing from the biggest need standpoint of what they want to close out this class with?
7: Yeah, I, I think it remains that defensive line spot. And, you know, we'll see how that uh, shapes up on Monday. Or, you know, it's not going to end on Monday, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how that continues along on Monday with, with Jordan Renaud making his decision. Um, even with him in, in, uh, in the class, you know, I, I think, you know, they're still going to try to go heavy on it and, and finish this class strong. You know, um, obviously James Smith is still out there. He's probably the, the one everyone's circling, um, but he's obviously not going to make a decision until late. Um, but yeah, you know, beyond that, you know, you got all sorts of defensive linemen. That, they're recruiting heavily. There's, uh, you know, you got your class. You know, if you add Renad, you got Renaud, Edric Hill, and Hunter Osborne. Those three really talented kids right there. Um, beyond that, you know, still testing the waters on Peter Woods, I'm sure. Kelby Collins committed to Florida, uh, still recruiting those guys. Ruben Bain out of South Florida, that kid's been having a sensational senior season. Um, so I, I think he's probably climbing the boards on, on a number of schools. But the guy Bama has liked for a while. Um, James Smith again. And so that, that's a spot, you know, you, you really want to close out strong, especially when this class is so loaded at that position um so you know that, that'll, that i think that's the biggest need standpoint beyond that you could probably say linebacker um you know you, you got guys out there you're, you're trying to land Keon on keely quay russo um, still probably want to get one more inside linebacker in this class to join justin jefferson um several guys available so that's another spot and then i, I think if you're going beyond that uh cornerback maybe finish out at, at that spot strong so really defensive side of the ball um i, I think bim is going to focus on to close out this class because offense you know They're pretty much set, you know, again, save a spot or two for extra wide receiver, maybe another lineman, maybe a a tight end. Um, And, again, Bama's going to take, you know, if there's a a kid they consider elite regardless of what position he plays, even if they're full of that position, they typically, you know, want to try to make room for him if that kid wants in. So um, never say never on really any position, but um, I think defensive side of the ball is really where they're going to focus. All
3: right, that's Hank, South 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. Hank, tell them where they can find you, sir. Yeah, BenOnline.com, and then my Twitter handle is at HankSouth247. All right, at HankSouth247Sports, at HankSouth247, best follow on Twitter. Thanks, Hank. We'll catch up with you next week. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, check out the recruiting guru at HankSouth247Sports, at HankSouth247. Hey, coming back on the other side, we will give a two-minute warning for the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier on your home for Alabama sports tied 100.9 tied 100.9 traffic.
0: From the
6: Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, things pretty quiet on the roadways, just a bit of congestion. On McFarland, this is over near the Walmart Neighborhood Market in Northport. If you see other conditions, give me a call. If you need a new vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. I'm
5: Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread.
2: Good Thursday
6: morning. It looks like that threatened nationwide rail union strike has been avoided. The U.S. Labor Department announced on Twitter that 20 hours of negotiations have reached a tentative agreement between the unions and rail companies. A potential strike could lead to $2 billion a day in lost economic output. That's according to the Association of American Railroads. Amtrak has already canceled long-distance train service, including the Crescent, through Tuscaloosa. Click
3: TuscaloosaThread.com. For more, Don Hartley, Town Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom-sized stone or or custom-shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you're telling it, Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. Snack before the big game on campus at the Soup Store. Or come see him
0: at the Tuscaloosa Farmers
3: Market. Across from the Tuscaloosa
0: Public Library every Saturday. Selections vary per location. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook.
3: Welcome back into to the Martin Houston show. I want to remind you about awakening service tonight, 630 at the link. That's awakening uh, empowered by empowerment ministries at 630 tonight at the link. You're all welcome to come out and be a part. All right, uh, X, I'll give you closing thoughts on uh, today's uh, show.
4: Yeah, I think there's a couple things that Alabama needs to do and work on. They need to make sure they got their office line set. And then offensively, be consistent in your play calling and try to stretch the field. The running backs, the wide receivers, tight ends will not have success if teams are able to stay close to the line, 15, 20 yards of the line of scrimmage.
3: All right, Joe, closing thoughts?
5: Oh, I mean, I think that uh, Alabama's in a a pretty fine position, but they just got to keep working to find that consistency that Xavier was talking about.
3: Yeah, you know, I think one of our callers earlier, uh, Cam Tim, said discipline is what this team (laughs) uh, doesn't win uh, unless they get disciplined. Uh, And then, um, you know, a couple people talking about the play calling and all that. And I think all of that kind of rolls together, literally. Uh, But Alabama did get a, a tough scare but got away with the win. I think this game... Uh, last week kind of helps this team. I still have a question, though. What's up with us on the road? By the time we get to Arkansas, do we have to be improved to beat an Arkansas or a Tennessee on the road this year? Over the way we've played our last two road games, true road games, I mean three road games, Texas A&M, Auburn, In Texas. Will we lose to those two teams, one or two, or both, if we play the way we've played the last few times? That's a question we will not have answered, despite what Nick Tabin wants us to believe. And we'll talk about that as Alabama plays host to La Monroe uh, on Friday, on Saturday. We'll talk about it on the Martin Houston Show tomorrow along with a couple other things. Still got some questions about this team, but I'd rather be an Alabama Crimson Tide fan than any other. I'm Martin Houston. That's X's and O's, Xavier Houston. Hey, that's the couple Joe, Joe Gaither, producer, short brand manager. And we want to thank all our callers, listeners, viewers, and chatters for being a part of the Martin Houston show, the of Alabama Sports year show, your team. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not, on your own understanding always acknowledge him and he will direct your path road tide out there everybody and stop by awakening tonight at 6 at the link 16